Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program exploring all the high-stakes, speed bumps, and off-ramps of driving to the top of your market. It all starts right now. Connect and Sell, welcome with Connect and Sell's patented technology. You'll load your best sales folks up with eight to 10 times more live qualified conversations every single day. And when we say qualified, we're talking about really qualified, like knowing how many tears were shed while watching Titanic kind of qualified. Learn more at connectandsell.com. You're listening to the Market Dominance Guys with your host, Corey Frank of UncommonPro.com and Chris Beale of Connect and Sell. Explaining the decision to employ the newly developed and yet far from perfect radar system used to protect England from the stifling Nazi blitz in World War II, the esteemed scientist Robert Alexander Watt said, always strive to give the military the third best because the best is impossible and the second best is always too late. This attitude of being good enough and not perfect has been dubbed the cult of the imperfect. The French philosopher Voltaire summed this attitude up nearly 200 years earlier when he wrote, the best is the enemy of the good. And certainly when creating a call campaign or lead list, trying for perfection in our initial query is also very much our enemy. And in this episode, Chris explains why what you're doing when you create a list is already wrong. This is Market List Creation, Know Your Enemy. Your, your advice then, if I may, uh, we have a hypothetical software company that it's an HR persona software that helps me identify unhappy employees. Yep. And it culls their social media and their credit score and their co- kids' college tuition and puts this all into an algorithm that spits out a score that says, even though Chris Beal is a good employee today, he has all these external pressures, positive or negative, that would make him an unhappy employee. Let's just say we have a product like that. And I want to focus on certain people in a company. The, the traditional way is to say, hey, listen, this fits HR people in an organization. What I hear you saying is, you know, it's more or less of who has the most Uh, Where is a potential area of pain from an organization that is uh, suffering from turnover that needs to stem that turnover or that the cost of acquisition is so high in getting an employee that you want to make sure that when they find an employee, they keep that employee. And so as I'm going through this thought process of creating this list for this fictitious HR software company. What are some of the steps I should think about when I create my list from how most people do it to how it should be done? Because I have product that fits every HR person in America. Yep. And every organization that has employees should care about this product because you don't want those employees to leave. So the trick to all this is actually pretty simple. It is First, recognize it's a hypothesis. Your list is a hypothesis about the market. It's not the definition of a market. And as a hypothesis, it's worth about as much effort and time as it would take 
to come up with a hypothesis for, gosh, I wonder if this pork chop would taste better with, with more salt on it. Really, you don't want to sit around for four or five days thinking about this, arguing about it. So thing number one is cut it with the internal meetings that are full of everybody's opinions. All you're going to do is reduce the darn thing to a list anyway. Until yes. you're actually talking to folks you don't know very much, get the cycle time for building the list down to as fast as possible because the cycle time to discovering if the list is any good is about a week. Done right, it's about a week. So don't spend five weeks talking about something. It's going to take one week to determine if it made any sense because I guarantee you, you're wrong. So you must, you know, number one, admit you're wrong in advance and then be bold in your hypothesis. Second, be very, very specific. So whatever your hypothesis is, don't hedge within the hypothesis. The goal isn't to see whether you can settle out of meetings. The goal is to see whether you'll learn something from having set those meetings. So be specific. Target a role, target an industry. If you're really in a frisky mood, target a geography for a funny reason, which is there are always differences in geographies that are not manifested in the data. Really? Always. Always. Every, everything in the world has got local influence. It's like in every business, there's seasonality, but until you've run it for two years, you don't know what the seasonality is. So, for instance, if we had this hypothetical HR software, um, obviously where there's a high amount of employees moving back and forth and attrition, I've tested in the in the SFO Palo Alto area, um, and I may get a different result than the same product in Mission, Kansas, where there's only four big employers and uh, people work at these organizations for 10, 15, 20 years. And so if I would validate it in Mission, Kansas versus SFO, I would potentially get some false positives if I never um, tested it outside of uh, a particular geo. Exactly. Exactly. It's always good to be more specific if there's enough volume to support the experiment. And fortunately, these experiments don't take that much volume. Yes. The smaller the set that you're going, if, if you think, okay, it's possible that the San Francisco Bay Area is a, a market for us. That means it's self-referencing. And that's a great example you gave because that's a great example of companies that share a bond, a background that you wouldn't have elsewhere. They share the same venture capitalists and the same board members, and they're under very similar pressure. So I would go as specific as I'm going to go to the SaaS companies in the Bay Area that are funded. They have to be funded. Maybe even going to the ones that are Series B and beyond because they have this particular talent management problem in my head. right? And I just go over to some combination of Zoom Info and LinkedIn Sales Navigator, and maybe if, I, if I'm really looking for funding information, CB Insights, I make my list. How long does it take to make that list? 15 minutes, 20 minutes, not very hard. I put in some criteria, then I inspect the list. How do I inspect the list? Well, list making always brings false positives in terms of titles. Mapping personas to titles is very, very hard. Don't worry about it. Make the list with a broader set of keywords, because that's all you really have to work with, or concepts and attributes. As you know, this used to be my business at one point in my life was the world of catalogs, with, you know, all that, that kind of detail in them. But don't worry about it too much. Just make sure your list has false positives in it. Then pull the list into Excel, pivot the list on title, sort descending as from the biggest, the highest count to the lowest count on the counts of the titles, 
And there are two things you're looking for. One is you want the title with the biggest count to be a drop dead obvious, this is who I want in the list. And you want titles that have high counts that are obviously not possibilities. The classic is I'm looking for CEOs and I got assistance to CEOs. Yes. Well, I pivot the list and now I've aggregated the assistant to CEO titles with a number next to them. There's 22 of these, 11 of these, and so forth. I just strike those as a chunk, and then I got my list. It's a very simple two-step process, and even with a big list, a list of, say, 5,000, it takes yes. about another 15 to 20 minutes to go in, pivot the list, and say, oh, there's a title that I never want, and there's too many of them. If there's yes. a title you never want and there's not very many of them, kind of below some level of count, just ignore it, go ahead and call them and talk to them, you might learn something. Now you've got a list, that's kind of it. And that should take about a week to, to run through with the proper uh, support mechanism, the proper technology. I should be able to use that week cycle to validate, to vet out the success of that list. And we can talk about next time, since we're up against the clock here, talk about what is the definition of success, whether this list should continue, or whether we should pivot, change the selects, and go with a different list, and then A-B test it week to week before we, quote-unquote, scale or get a larger list. Exactly. Actually, what we're going to pivot on is the message first. The message, the more, the message is more nimble than the list, and we always modify the design based on the cycle time of getting to a new design. So the new design is a new message, which is a new product. Mm remembering that our original problem was not to find the, the people, they're always out there, the companies are always out there, but to find yes. our product. We're actually search, it's a search process looking for a product and we're gonna look for the product that resonates in a list. Once we do that, we lock down on the list, we lock down on the message, we expand it and we immediately go to scale. I'm hearing you say, Chris, they're just so overly rigid in their messaging and and what they perceive as their market after maybe a cycle or two, either in seed round or early A round, where they never come off of that. And then they just throw boatloads of money at trying to fit the square peg in this round hole. And I think that's what we can talk a little bit about next time here since we're up against the clock. Today's show is also brought to you by UncommonPro.com. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer or investor is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's really time to go big, you need an uncommon methodology to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. Through a modern and innovative sales and scripting tool set, we offer a guiding hand to ambitious leaders in their quest to reach market dominance. It's time to get uncommon with UncommonPro.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe. You've been listening to Market Dominance Guys sponsored by Connect and Sell right here in the Funnel Radio Channel for at-work listeners like you.